What's up, guys? Welcome back to Headstrong. This is episode four. And per my Instagram poll, this is going to be my story. Uh, basically, take you guys through my my story, <laughs> I guess. Um, so, I it was just my mom and I growing up, right? My dad was, was never in the picture. Uh, he kind of ran out on us when I was two, I think, uh, maybe a little younger. So, I really don't have memory of him. You know, he popped up in my life a couple of times, but never stuck around um, definitively. So, I mean, that messed with my head a little bit, but I never really had a dad growing up. So it never really bothered me that he wasn't there, if that makes sense. Uh, my mom gave me everything, but it was my mom and I, and we lived in a trailer park for 15 years. Uh, I think I moved in there when I was about four with her and we were there all the way until I was about 19. So I, uh, in this trailer park, I mean, you know, my mom's a single parent. I was a, a single child. You know, it was just my mom and I. She worked at a church. She made about 25 grand a year. And so obviously money was super, super tight. And the trailer park we lived in was pretty shitty. I mean, rent was like 300 bucks a month with utilities included. So that doesn't tell you how shitty of a place it was, especially in California. I don't know what does, but this trailer park... And, and our trailer in general was just <clears throat> real bad. I mean, the bathroom was about five feet, like five square feet, you know. Um, you walked in, there was literally a toilet, a sink, and a bathtub. There was, no, there was no room for fucking around in there, you know what I mean? And, you know, the lights didn't work. The floor was cracked. You could only put pressure on about two points in the floor, no matter where you stood. And we had flashlights taped to the corners. So when you walked into the bathroom, you would turn on the flashlights to have light when we went to the bathroom. Um, you know, the living room. Uh, I remember one year it snowed and the roof caved in. And we didn't have money to fix it. So we just drilled up a piece of wood over the hole. And we put tarps on our roof. And that was the way we lived in that trailer for probably eight years after that, you know. So it really, I mean, it, it wasn't bad. I really never thought it was a bad thing. But now looking back at it, I'm like, geez, you know, <laughs> that was pretty rough. But, you know, money was obviously tight. And my mom never really let me, I never felt the impression that it was. And to me, that's a fucking phenomenal parent. Um, she made everything fun. She made everything a game. So I never really understood, you know, that we were super tight on money. Uh one one example I always use for people is um, when we would go to the grocery store, right? We would, um, my mom would buy the canned chili without the beans in it because the one without the beans was about 40 cents cheaper per can. And, you know, she would play it off like, oh, it tastes so much better without the beans. Like beans are gross. And I was like, yeah, mom, you're right. Like beans are gross. Yeah, I've never even had beans, but. You know, my mom said beans are gross, so hell yeah, I love the chili without the beans. It's good, but you know we're we're knocking out you know seven, fourteen cans of this, you know, a week's worth of these cans, and you know we're saving you know three, four bucks, and it's like okay, cool, cool, cool. You know, we got some extra money. We can you know maybe buy some other food, and once a week we would have like a big meal, and the big meal for us was, and I remember it perfectly because I used to see it so excited was. 
my mom would buy the bag of tilapia. So she would cook us up two tilapia fillets, canned green beans, and instant boxed mashed potatoes. And that was like our one three-course meal of the week. And it was like, you know, it was like our special meal of like, oh, like, are you, you know what tonight is, right? And, uh, you know, now it's like in the, like, like I said, looking back at it, it's like, damn, you know, like all the stuff we did and all the struggles that my mom went through. And I just, I never caught on because of how much of a good parent she was. So I can never not thank my mom enough for upbringing me. But obviously growing up in that way, uh, I became very frugal with spending and I'm still battling that. But my mom ended up moving out with her uh, boyfriend at the time, now husband, and left me to the the trailer myself. And after high school, you know, I uh, got a job at Kmart. <clears throat> I got a second job at the Boys and Girls Club. I got a third job teaching hip hop at a gym. I had a fourth job teaching hip hop at a dance studio. And I also was doing some online coaching at the time as well. Um, so I was pretty much running through five jobs. And at the same time, I was trying to get my certification. And it was it was a lot. And I was going to school. Um, I was going to college at the same time. And, you know, it was it was a lot on the plate, but I, I did what I had to, you know. Um, and there were times where I would, uh, you know, I stayed at my friend Devin's house a lot because he lived in town and I still lived way up the hill or up the mountain. And there were times, guys, like the first car I ever bought was a $500 car and that thing was a piece of shit. Um, but it was all we could afford you know, and driving down the mountain into town is what we would call it. And I remember there was this, um, there was this spot that if I was driving and I was going 75 or 80 miles an hour, when I got to that one spot down the mountain, if I put my car into neutral and there were no cars in front of me, I just let it go. I could coast for about 15 miles all the way into town. And I would do that every single day to save money. So I wouldn't have to spend as much money on gas because that's how much I was scraping the barrel living on my own. You know, I was working five jobs and I was making no money, right? So I was filling up my car. I had to buy food. I had to pay for rent. You know, I had to pay for my phone. I had to pay for this. I had to pay for that. Pay for that. I had to be an adult, you know, and going to school and paying for school and, and all that. And it was just so much. And uh, there were times, there were times I slept in my car because I didn't, you know, I got paid the next day and I didn't have enough money to, to put gas in my tank to get home. So there were times that I would literally sleep in my fucking car. Um, and, you know, I met up with this, I got my certification, you know, my, my online, my, my social media presence was okay. I think I had like 2000 followers, you know, so like for me, that was like huge. And I had a lot of followers in this town that knew I did the fitness thing. And I met up with this guy. Um, we can just not say his name, but, um, I met up with this guy. He was a trainer. He owned a, a little small personal training facility. And uh, I basically applied to work there. He loved it. He hired me on. Wanted me to become, you know, a partner with him to open up a bigger gym. And I was fucking hyped. You know what I mean? Like I'm 19. This is my dream to own a gym. Holy shit. I can't believe I fell into this. Right. So um, helped him with that avenue. Um, we got the big gym up and running. I started training more and more clients. I started making good money for me at that time. Was just, I mean, 
I was bringing in maybe 2,500 bucks, three, three grand a month. And for me at that time, that was, that might as well have been a million dollars. You know, I mean, it was unreal to me making that much money. And keep in mind, guys, I was working like 7 a.m. till 11 p.m. Monday through Thursday at this gym. And, uh, you know, I'd still work Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. But those were my long days were Monday through Thursday. And I was making about three grand. And I just, I, it was unbelievable to me, you know. So I I dropped off the Kmart. I dropped off Boys and Girls Club. I dropped off the, the coaching uh, the dance coaching, et cetera, et cetera. And I started doing this full time. I mean, long story short, once the gym kind of got up and established, the owner uh, informed me that I wasn't a partner at the gym, that I had no right to say that. You know, basically he used me for my following to get his gym up and running. And that's fine. That's what happens in life. But I took it, I took it hard. You know, he ended up making me a manager. So I was like, cool. You know, at least I'm going to get an extra paycheck for being a manager. But he was like, no. I'm not going to pay you for being a manager. You're going to, you know, you can just keep what you make from your clients and that'll be our trade-off. And I was like, whatever, cool. Right. So, uh, a couple months down the road. Um, and this guy, again, I don't want to say or bash somebody else, but this is basically what happened was he wanted to be the head trainer. He wanted to be the badass, and he would get mad at me because people would come in and say they wanted to train with me. And, uh, I was there the most people just assumed it was my gym. So I was always there and he didn't like that. So he ended up firing me from being the manager and wanted me to just pay him rent to be a trainer. So I was like, okay, cool. Perfect. You know, I can train my clients and go home. But he was like, no, I still need you to be here from 7am to 11 every night. And I was like, I, this guy had gotten so in my head and I was so scared of him because he was so angry all the time that I just did it. So I was literally training my own clients. I was paying this guy rent to run. I was basically paying this guy to run his gym for him, right? And uh, other trainers felt the exact same way. So I ended up talking to the other trainers respectfully. I was like, hey, you know, I think I'm going to open my own spot. What do you guys think? And all of them immediately, yes, let's go. Take me with you. So I was like, cool. So I started talking around, looking for investors. Um, word got back to the owner himself. And keep in mind, guys, for the past six years of my life, I have been waking up at 3.30 every morning, Monday through Friday, to train clients. So he found out. He texted us in a group chat about 9.30 p.m. on a Sunday, letting us know we were all fired. And wouldn't give us a reason why. Um, and keep in mind, I have clients in like six hours, right? So I'm freaking out. But ended up, one of the trainers, Justin, he knew this guy who had a garage gym in the back of his yard. Like they had like a separate garage in their backyard. And we ended up training our full clientele out of there for an entire month. And it was, it was miserable. Like that whole getting fired thing just, I mean, it, it destroyed my world. It was my passion. I loved the gym. I put so much into there and it was just taken away from me. You know, I mean, I got to the point where I wasn't eating I was super stressed out. I didn't know what I was going to do. Obviously, I was like, I can't train in a fucking garage from a guy I don't even know for my whole life. But I do have to give a huge thank you to my girlfriend at the time. Um, you know, obviously, we, her and I ended up having a pretty bad breakup. But at the time, I wouldn't have been able to get through it without her. You know, she was kind of that voice that was like, get your shit together and keep moving forward. Like, you can do this. You can do it. And... 
I think that that moments like that in our lives are really what make or break us in, in the path that we choose because I could have easily let that huge, I mean, that flipped my world upside down. I could have easily went and got a more comfortable, steady paycheck and not pursued further, but I didn't give up. Um, you know, I trained in that garage through rain, through freezing ass temperatures. My clients were walking through dog shit. There was mud everywhere. I was, had to clean it like every 10 minutes to keep all the dirt out. And eventually we got a call from another one of the trainers that his father-in-law wanted to invest. And then we were like, thank God I don't have another option. So <clears throat> I met with him, told him my game plan. He was ready to go. So I'll give you the check tomorrow. And I was like, cool. So I called a landlord for the space I was looking at, signed the contract, got the keys, went to go get the, the money from the investor. And he ended up making me sign a contract with his son-in-law to give him, you know, about 45% of my company, which sucked, you know, definitely wasn't something I was expecting, but, um, it is what it is. You know, I don't have really hard feelings about that, but <clears throat> so we ended up opening NK fitness, my gym that I've had now for the past three years, as of the first of last month. And there were a lot of up and downs throughout that whole process. Um, but I did it, you know, I, I got that gym and, uh, moved to Ramona, got, uh, the clientele rolling. We had about six trainers training at that facility at one point in time. And then I really started, you know, establishing myself as a trainer, you know, as Nick, the trainer, <laughs> but I really started establishing myself on social media as a trainer and a gym owner and, you know, a fitness personality through my town and really started helping people and, and branching out and stuff like that. And it really, it really took off. And, uh, I've worked my ass off at that to make that gym what it is for the past three years, still waking up at three 30 every single morning, not getting to bed until about 11 o'clock at night and getting up and doing it all over again. That's been my life for the past six years, guys. As of a year ago, was when I really started dabbling into online coaching. I went to the Arnold for my first time. I met up with some amazing individuals. Um, I talked to them and I ended up coaching three of them, um, two of them right into preps. And people started seeing, uh, you know, they had larger followings and people started seeing that I was coaching them and seeing the results and wanted to hop on. And online coaching was just never something I dabbled in or never thought I would, I would pursue seriously, you know, cause I just always wanted to be my gym owner. You know, I always wanted the gym. And again, my last podcast was when life gives you signs, fucking listen to them, you know? And I listened to that one. When the inquiries started flowing in, I started taking people on more and more. And I didn't know what I was doing online wise, you know, I didn't know how to regulate people like that. So I was having, you know, I had my first 10 clients and they were all checking in with me on text message Sunday on Sundays, you know, and I had a different photo album on my phone for each of their progress photos and I would save them all. And I would, you know, text back and forth with them for a couple hours about their feedback, how they're feeling, etc. And I would send them their updates via text. And as more people came on, I started being like, shit, you know, I really need to start giving this more attention. And, you know, I'm sure some of my clients listening to this right now are those clients that, that uh, started with me when I was doing check-ins via text and shout out to you guys. Cause I fucking love you. 
you've been with me from the beginning and I uh, can't tell you how grateful I am for you. But now guys, um, in reference to my last podcast of life giving you signs, my, uh, my landlord at the gym actually called me a couple days ago and let me know that my three-year lease was up and he wanted me to sign another one. And I had to sit on it long and hard. Um, there's been a lot of life changes happening in my life right now, a lot of stressful things, but this one's just fucking icing on the cake. And, uh, you know, I thought about it long and hard and I decided that I wasn't going to renew my lease for the gym this year. And, uh, this is my last month being a gym owner. I'm going to be closing my gym. Um, it's not that the business failed or anything, you know, it's a great business. It's been my baby for the past three years, but Life's giving me a lot of signs that online coaching is where I need to put 100% of my focus right now. I have so many amazing fucking individuals that I work with. Every single one of my clients is a phenomenal human being. And I want to see that grow more than anything. Um, so it was hard, but I, I made the decision that I'm going to be focusing on growing my online business as big as I can make it now. So yeah, there's a bomb for you guys. Um, I'm officially closing the gym. My last day in that gym training will be the 27th of this month. So T minus 23 days before NK fitness is no longer. And it's fucking scary. It's super fucking stressful, but deep down, I know it was the right decision. I know life's been telling me that this is the direction I need to go for some time here. And uh, I decided to trust my gut and go for it. So it's pretty crazy, guys. But I mean, that's I realized that wasn't a huge in-depth of my background, but hopefully it gives you guys a little bit of insight of, you know, where I came from to where I am now. And hopefully, you know, one thing I've always said is I don't preach excuses for life. You know, I was a poor ass trailer trash kid, um, who literally I was a fuckhead in high school. I mean, I really was, I was an, I fucking drunk, I drank every single weekend. I partied, but I was good at school. You know, I had 3.8, but I dropped out of college because I wanted to train instead, you know, so I never finished college. I never got my AA. I don't have a degree, nothing. And I still did it. You know, I still did the damn thing. And Again, I'm, 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 it's super stressful thinking about closing my gym, guys, because I've had that consistency in my life for the past three years. But that's what life's about, is, is taking the risks, following your instincts, following your gut, and it's always going to work out if you have good intentions. I truly believe that. But, you know, what I was saying, guys, is if, if something's pulling you, if something's calling you, and it's scary, like dropping out of school, fucking petrifying, right? Closing my business, fucking petrifying, but I'm doing it because deep down I know that that's what I need to do right now. And I think where most people get caught up in life and not making the decisions to better themselves further is because they care and they put too much emphasis on what's going to happen 
in a year if I do that? What about five years from now? What happens? Fuck that. You can't think like that, right? What if I could, I'm, I'm literally walking away from the gym that's been consistent for three years and probably would never go anywhere if I decided to stay to pursue online coaching. And online coaching is only going to be popular as long as fitness is popular on Instagram. For all we know, that's going to die off in five years. And guess what? So will my business. But I can't think about that right now. I can't think about that right now. I have to think about in the moment, where is life telling me to go? And it's telling me to go full-time online coaching, which is what I'm going to do. And if down the road it doesn't work out, you best believe life is still going to give me a sign of what my next move needs to be. And that's going to happen for every every single one of you also. You just have to be open to seeing that sign and trusting yourself to do it. So that's that's in re- in short that's my story guys um and that's my that's my bomb drop i haven't even made the instagram post about me closing the gym yet so you guys heard it here first <laughs> um but honestly honestly thank every single one of you so fucking much for your support it really just i can't even explain how much it baffles me that i have as many of you listening to these as you are and posting about them and tagging it and everything. I just really appreciate it more than you guys can ever know. So here's to new petrifying, terrifying, but exciting things. I'll see you guys in the next one.